You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Jaguar fans? It is Monday. It is the early tampering period. I am Tony Wiggins, and this is Locked On Jaguars. It's your team every day, and it's the early tampering period of free agency. It's already began. Keep you updated. I thought I'd do a little bit of a live show while it's already going on. Um, Some guys the Jaguars have already missed out on, guys that we uh, have clamored for here in Jacksonville have already signed elsewhere. I do have to tell you this, though. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Let's not bury the lead, man. Let's jump right into it. The guys that we wanted, guys that I had mocked to the Jaguars, are not available. Jonu Smith, uh, the tight end uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, a four-year, $52 million deal with $31 million guaranteed. So Jonu Smith is available. Jonu Smith is off the board. Uh, the Jags do need to rebuild that tight end room, so there's some speculation. Do they now turn their attention to Hunter Henry? Do they turn their attention to uh, Gerald Everett? Or uh, perhaps call Philly, and I guess the term that people love to use is kick the tires on Zach Ertz, but that'll cost you some compensation. Uh, or do they just wait until they get into the draft and look at guys like Pat Frymuth or Brevin Jordan? Um uh, or the gamble kid out of uh, Notre Dame, or, or maybe some some second level veterans um, in the National Football League, uh, some guys that'll get released from around the league. Uh, other things that have occurred: Shaq Barrett is off the market. He went back to Tampa, the pass rusher. Uh, so the Jaguars are in need of some rush. There's some rumors out there that Matt Judon, the former Baltimore Raven, will be contacted by the Jaguars and pursued. Curtis Samuel the former uh, Carolina Panther and Ohio State Buckeye will be looked at. People are talking about Carl Lawson, William Jackson III, names that we've mentioned on the podcast. One of the questions I want to ask, though, early on, and if there's any other signings, I will update it. Um, And I'll also tell you in the second segment uh, a name that's hot and heavy right now in Jaguar circles. I've I've had some mixed – a mixed bag on some things – when it comes to him, and we'll, and we'll see, and that's Dalvin Tomlinson. I came around on it a little bit, but one of the things I wanted to, to, to bring up was we've heard the terms of value are thrown around, and you wonder if the Jaguars were outbid or if they were out finessed in terms of the structure of the, where the Patriots gave them a lot of money in the first two or three years. Another thing is we've heard from the Jaguars, whether it be Urban Meyer or Trent Baalke, we've heard best of the best. We want the best of the best. Did that message resonate around the league to the other players? Now, you can talk about it and you can have the intention of doing that, but you can't you can't force people to sign here. They have to want to. So was that a recruiting pitch for Urban Meyer? Was that was that him getting his message across? Was that him basically talking to potential players? Or was it was it him? You know, a lot of people looked at that as him talking to the fan base and saying what they were going to do. I often wonder if he was talking to the players. Was he talking 
uh, indirectly or directly in, in, a, in, a, in a sneaky way to potential free agents? And would it resonate? I tell you what resonates is money. What resonates is money and the chance to win and, and, and the opportunity that you have. Say what you want to say. It's hard to go up against New England. And, and as much as fanfare as we've given Urban Meyer to come here and what his reputation is, he went against one of his best friends, heads up, and that's Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick, whether Tom Brady's there or not, has six rings. And he still signed Cam Newton a couple, like last week. So they didn't go into free agency without any answers at quarterback. They re-signed Cam Newton to a contract. And Cam Newton, to me, is the Carmelo Anthony of the NFL. No matter what media people think, no matter what talking heads on TV, what they think, similar to Carmelo Anthony, the reputation and the respect that he gets from players and his peers is much higher than the perception that fans in the media have of Cam Newton. Guys, those guys, his peers, still revere him. Much the way Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony gets way more love from guys that play the game or guys who played the game. He gets way more love and way more respect from them. He's a walking bucket. Those guys will say, Melo will bust your, you know, you know what. He gets way more respect from guys that play the game than he does casual fans and people that, that are media folks. Cam Newton is the same way. To them, he's still that dude. And I think that, that the fact that he signed, had, it plays something into it. What else plays something into it is Belichick. He's considered the greatest coach ever. What else plays something into it is the, the trophy case and the reputation that they have with tight ends over the years. It's not just Gronk. It was the late Aaron Hernandez. It was Benjamin Watson. It's, it's just the way that they've always seemed to use that position and be creative with guys with certain skill sets. So don't, don't feel too bad that a guy like Jonu Smith, who hasn't won anything, decided to go to maybe the greatest organization in pro sports over the last 50 years. But you do need to watch and make sure that that message that Urban Meyer has been trying to get across, that it actually did resonate with the people that count. And the people that count are the players themselves, not just the fans, not the hype machine, not guys like me that say this is the message that needed to get out all of this time. No, you need to make, we need to make sure that we can say the best of the best, but that they'll actually be able to obtain it. Because these guys, are, these guys are, you know, they're going to start disappearing off the market. And, you know, if the Jaguars don't come away with one of the 10 best free agents on the market and they had all of the salary cap space, there's no doubt that you, you guys as fans are going to be disappointed. There's no doubt that I'm going to make a podcast and I'm going to say that this was a disappointment. They did not get one of the 10 best free agents on the market after uh, all the franchise tags. I'm talking about once the availability was what it was today. I'm not talking about guys that got tagged. I'm not talking about guys that you essentially had no shot at. I'm talking about once it starts today, if you weren't able to make contact with guys and get guys on your team, and we get, we're not going to spin it either. We're not going to say, well, we're going to talk about fit. We're not going to talk about all that stuff. 
We are going to look at the situation because at the bottom line is this. You need to win with good football players. Fit is fine. That's great. And it, and it does mean something. I'll tell you what, though. The team that has the best players win these games. And we know that. Best of the best, right? Right. So we're not going to spin it. We're not going to spin it. The Jaguars need to make sure that they come away at some point today, tomorrow, or something. They need to come away with some players. Let's talk about it, man. In segment two, let's talk about the big defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson, who apparently the Jaguars are very, very interested in, and Matt Judon. I'm going to tell you why that makes sense, too. It makes sense positions in free agency that you can't touch in the draft because those guys are not available in the draft. It, it makes a lot of sense to go after those positions in free agency that are thin in the draft because really in the draft you don't have a lot of control because, you know what, teams come up and snatch guys away from you and then you'll just be stuck uh, trying to address need and you can't do it. So we'll talk about that in segment two here on a Built Bar Monday on Locked on Jaguars. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and that madness tournament is about to start too, y'all. So BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows. They had the Grammys last night. Reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet. And it's free to sign up. All you got to do is go over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But you got to use the promo code, and that code is locked on. One word. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. It's where I trust, it's where we trust, and it's where you need to trust to put your brains and your money together so you can get paid. All right, man, it's your man Tony Wiggins here on Lockdown Jaguars. I want you to go over to BuiltBar.com and look at our bracket. They have a bracket over there, man, where they're literally going to choose the best taste in Built Bar, and you can be a part of it too. So you can also go on Twitter to at bar underscore built, and you can uh, vote every single day. They have another contest. I think I know who's going to win, but I'm not going to choose that for you. I'm not going to let you be influenced by my decisions, I'm going to let you have your own choice. So go over and check out Built Bar Madness and vote on who you think is or what you think is the best taste in Built Bar. I know my choice. And I'm going to be honest with you, man, if it doesn't win, I ain't going to lie to you because I'm not that type of dude. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to tell you no foolishness, man. I'm going to be deadly honest with you. I'm going to tell you if, if I was right or if I was wrong. You got to trust me. You know, I lied to you yesterday, but I'll tell you the truth today, I promise. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, big defensive tackle uh, out of, uh, new, formerly of the New York Giants, uh, the first four years of his career. Good football player. I looked deeper into it after my man John Shipley started talking about it, and I said, you know what? I like it. I like it because uh, the, well, the Jaguars defensive line coach coached him before at Alabama, and he knows him. I like it because he can play next to uh, Devon Hamilton with the way the Jaguars are going to play. He's not just your status quo nose guard, and that's all he does. He actually does. He's athletic and moves his feet so he can, he can play all three downs 
much like Daquan Jones, but he's younger. He's big. He's rangy, 6'3", long arms. Not just your basic uh, deep freezer or soda machine that just takes up space. So, yeah, I like Dalvin Tomlinson. My issue was with people that just decided, well, if if we don't have Leonard Williams, we need to just turn to Dalvin Tomlinson because, to me, those guys are nothing alike. You know what I'm saying? it's, It's not as if, well, we didn't get this guy. We needed to focus on that guy. And I can get people who thought that because you just need defensive line help, period. But if you don't get Leonard Williams, you need to, if you were looking at a player like that, then you probably need to go to the next player that looks like that, maybe. Or if you're just talking about the talent, period, if he was just the next best player. But a lot of folks that were making that determination were just throwing it out there as if one defensive lineman. It's almost like you're saying, okay, well, if we don't get a free safety, we need to just move to the next guy. And what if that guy's a strong safety? It just didn't make any sense to me that folks were making that making that, um, that leap and that jump without giving more context to it. So – Upon further review, I, I really do like it because he's an every-down player. He's not just a guy that's going to be a first and second-down player. He does give you the athleticism. He does move better than I thought. He can actually give you some rush. You can't get caught up looking at sack numbers and sack totals and thinking that a guy doesn't cause havoc and doesn't create penetration. So, and with the way that Joe Cullen wants to play, with the energy, with the athleticism, with the collapsing of the uh, of the line of scrimmage in the pocket, I think he'd be a, a perfect addition. And we have to remember, too, Devon Hamilton was injured, and we don't know exactly where he is uh, injured. But it's always good to have a 320-pound man who can move his feet and who has good leverage and, and good strength up front. So if Dalvin Tomlinson is the guy that comes off the board first for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd be extremely happy. So a lot of people are asking me about not only him – they were asking me about Matthew Judon and, and what is the difference with him and some of the other edge rushers like Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson and Matthew Judon aren't anything alike. They can both do some of the same things, but Judon does a way lot more stuff. Judon actually can drop into coverage. Lawson, to me, is not durable. He's more, uh, he's more squatty. He doesn't have – I don't think he's not as agile. He doesn't have the length. He, he's sort of built – He's built a little bit more powerfully built and, and stocky and, and and not as long, almost like a James Harrison body type. But he's not James Harrison. But he's built sort of like that. Whereas Junon has more length. Junon's 6'4", about 260. And he moves better in space. And he gives you some rush. But he can also play off the ball. He can run with tight ends. In a pinch, he could slide over and give you a couple of reps in uh, sub packages. He can get in the A gap. He can play. He can play a little bit of, of the of, of inside if he have to off the ball. He can do a lot more things. Lawson is strictly a guy that's going to play on the edge, and Lawson never played more than forty percent of the snaps in Cincinnati. So Judon is more of a, a versatile piece who is has a little bit of the high towerish type of energy to him, but with a little more length than that. Whereas the other guy is a bullish type pass rusher who's probably just going to come from the right side. And is a little stiff, but he's still very, very active. 
Judon is a, is a totally different player and, and a much more valuable piece for a team that's going to be multiple. So at some point, if you end up with those two guys, I think you improve this football team if you're the Jaguars. But I told, I told anybody who would listen, they're not just going to sit here and rest. And it hasn't happened yet. But I think more and more people are coming around to the fact that, yeah, they love Josh Allen. And they like the potential of Kayla Vaughn. But they're not just going to sit here. See, fans were sitting there going, well, we got Kayla Vaughn and we got Josh Allen. We got our two edge. No, we don't. And I told people that. You have to understand that when you are going to play the type of defense they, they're going to play, they're, they're going to add more rush. You, you, always, you never have too many pass rushers, ever. And you certainly don't sit here and rest on your laurels and think that just because a guy was a first-round pick, if you forget where Caleb Vaughn was chosen last year, there's no way you sit here and think, oh, we're good at that position. Or the, or the other kid from Duke, Giles Harris or whatever, yeah, we're good at that position. I even seen somebody have a depth chart where they had Jacobs, the, the like the third-year kid from He's not a rush in. He's not a he's not and they list him as the Sam. Yeah, he's a Sam in a 4-3. That kid is not a pass rusher. I doubt if he even I doubt if he even makes this ball club. You have to understand that when they change their scheme, they're changing the body types of these players. Just because you know these guys' names doesn't mean they're gonna be on this team. Urban Meyer said they are gonna totally rebuild their defensive backfield. If you go look back over the last six, seven years, you know the position Dave Caldwell used the most draft capital? Defensive backs. Just last year, he picked four. And then he, he signed a priority free agent. He, he gave more money to a priority free agent. So that's the fifth guy, right? And then they picked up another guy who played a lot. That's six. But that's the unit that needs to be rebuilt. That just goes to show you that just because guys were on the team and draft picks were used for them does not mean they're going to be on the team this year. They just re-signed Trey Herndon. You know Hendo's going to be on the squad, right? So that's two corners right there. If they add another corner in free agency or add a nickel, that's three. So that means they might draft one. That's four. How many corners do you think? Now, they gave Herndon a four-year, $13 million deal. At best, that's third corner money. At worst, that's fourth. that ain't fifth corner money. You don't pay a guy four years, $13 million, and think he's going to be the fifth guy on your, at that position. Most teams don't even keep five corners. Unless he's a pure nickel, they keep four. And you have a nickel or either a guy that can play both corner and safety. But teams usually keep generally keep nine DBs. So don't think that with Hendo and Herndon, and then if they sign another guy like William Jackson, I know people thinking they're going to sign two. They're going to sign a nickel. They're going to sign Hilton and William Jackson. And then they might draft a guy. Okay, well, that knocks Herndon down to your fifth corner more than likely. At four years, $13 million, he's your fifth guy. The economics doesn't add up. So you have to realize that they have a higher opinion of Herndon, of Trey Herndon, than you think. And if they do that, then that means just about every single one of those jokers that they picked last year outside of Hendo is out of here, including all the guys you like and all those dudes that Dave Caldwell picked last year. They can't make the team unless they're not going to pick one in the draft, unless they're not going to take one guy in the draft in a, in a, 
in a corner draft that's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Let's discuss it a little bit more on the other side here as we get to the third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars on a free agency Monday. And I will check the ticker to see if any more moves have been made and any of these these, uh, dominoes have fallen. And I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. As I have told you, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And you can go on BuiltBar.com to check out today's matchup. And they're all good. I can't tell you which way to vote. Because I have one particular favorite, and I'm not going to tell you which one it is. You got to figure it out for yourself. And the best way is to go to builtbar.com, order at built underscore bar on Twitter, and order them so you can taste them all. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in the world. All right, man, it's your, t- your boy Tony Wiggins. Now, don't miss the biggest stories from around the NFL as Monday's Locked On NFL host, Bo Brock, interviews local experts on the biggest stories from around the league. Your boy's on there. Yeah, I did a hit with Bo, so you'll get two good minutes from me about the Jaguars on Locked On NFL today. Big wins, shocking in this top performances and unexpected developments. Get the in-depth analysis and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get podcasts. We're sitting there talking about the Jags and the economics and, and what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And, You know, we can all try to be right about this stuff, but we never, ever, 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 ever know what's going to happen with these, with these guys. We just don't know. We really don't. And guys have to want to come here, man. They have to want to come here. And, and everyone else is recruiting, too. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that has to be worked worked through. Okay? There's a lot of stuff that has to be worked through. Now, uh, according to a report I just saw from Jonathan Jones, a senior NFL reporter at CBS Sports, the Jaguars are apparently in on safety John Johnson. That's a that that's a good move. He's a young guy. He's from the Rams. He's a young guy. And apparently, they're out there and they're out there. They're in on it. They're trying to get that young player. Okay? They're trying to get that young player. One thing you have to uh, factor in is this these guys want to get in, and these guys want to get these short deals where they probably void out in two or three years. So they want to get as much cash up front, but they want these deals, whereas before they wanted the long deals so that they could get more guaranteed money that could be a bigger bonus 
See, the way it works is this. You wanted a, a long-term deal so that that back number would be higher so that the bigger that back number, the bigger the percentage of the signing bonus you could get. Like, for instance, if you're going to guarantee 60% or 61% of the total number, you wanted that last number to be very high. You wanted it to be $100 million so you could guarantee 61 million of it and get a bigger signing bonus and get more cash put in your pocket right away. Well, now these guys want these deals to be shorter and they want these teams to front load this, these deals so the teams can structure the deals where the team actually wants to get out of the deal after three, two or three years because the cap figure was is so high in, in that third or fourth year, the team wouldn't be able to deal with it. And they want they the reason why this guy want to get out is because the new money is coming in. You see that new money's coming in. There's a new CBA that's going to sign, that's going to be signed, and there's going to be a new influx of cash, and the price of the brick is going up. So what that's uh talk from the wire, by the way. That's dope boy language. But I'm I'm just saying the all that new money is going to be in there, and the guys are going to want a bigger piece of the pie. So give me the cash right now is, is, is the motto. But instead of a long-term deal, players are now asking for these deals to be shorter so they could get another bite of the apple. And the next time they bite that apple, it's going to be the size of your head. It's not going to be the size of a regular apple. So it's interesting. That's why when I tweeted this morning that the Jags are going to have to really, really, really out-finesse a lot of these teams it's not about the fact that their wallet is fatter. They're going to have to really, really pay a lot of this cash up front and structure these deals to where they're giving these guys a bunch of money now, but understand that these guys are going to be free agents again in three years. Back in the day, you want to sign them when they're 25 and 26, but you want to have them on the contract for five years. Now, if you sign them when they're 25 and 26, these guys will want to get out of those contracts before they're 29 because they want another bite of the apple while they're still in their 20s. And that's going to be a challenge because now you're building your team like a college team. You're building it to retool it three years from now, as opposed to trying to get these guys and have a five-year run at this thing, which is why your team needs to be built through the draft and supplemented through free agency. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what has to happen. So we'll, have to, we'll just have to see if – the Jaguars can make this adjustment if by the end of the day or by the time you hear this podcast, there's a Dalvin Tomlinson sighting, there's a John, John Johnson sighting, and the Jaguars start building their defense. Why is it smart for them to get guys in the front seven? Everything that they spend money on in free agency, they don't have to touch in the draft. You want to draft and use picks in the draft where the draft is heaviest on talent, whether you need it or not. That's why I say the draft will come down to best player available. So what you really want to do is, in free agency, you want to get good players at positions that aren't available to you in the draft. So in the draft, you're actually using your draft capital on the Positions in the draft where the most talent lies. You see where I'm coming from? Where you actually get the most value of the talent pool because that's where the good players are. You want to spend the money on the good players. It's almost as like this. If you got 15 scholarships and 
they allow you to go shopping for players. You want to go to South Florida, Atlanta, and Houston, right? Or you want to go to North Dakota, New Hampshire, and Nebraska. Why, why would you do that? You, you, you want to go where the players are. So, and I know we're talking the difference between geography and bodies, but think about it like this. Get what you need in free agency so that when the draft comes, you can spend all of your money in South Florida, Atlanta, and Houston. You don't want to spend your money in New Hampshire, Nebraska, and North Dakota because you didn't address it in free agency. You see where I'm coming from? You want to go where the talent is. Even if you don't need it, this game is won and lost over a period of time by the team that actually accrues and, 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 and is able to get the best players and creates the best competition in its own facility. All right, man, so this is Monday. This is Locked on Jaguars. It's your team every day, and this is what we do. Don't give up, man. Let's just hope that the recruiting process and the words that were put out, the best of the best, let's just hope everyone heard it, and we'll see what the Jaguars do. If there are any updates, I'll give live updates throughout the day here on Locked on Jaguars on social media. Until then, take care. Keep taking care of each other. No need to panic. Just stand tall, Jacksonville. They'll get some players. Money talks. And BS runs the marathon. Until tomorrow, take care.